Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of fail. It's a Spooktober. Ooh, yeah. Yay. That is our intro to this month's theme. Although technically, Fatal Contact was <laughs> was last episode. <laughs> so that that movie was so bad it was scary. <laughs> uh, all right. So the for the rest of the remainder of October and maybe a little bit bleeding into November, we're just gonna cover some ha- horror themed martial arts movies. And you would think that that alone wouldn't be a very expansive genre but there's quite a lot of them there's quite a few of them at least so yeah here we are yeah i I don't i don't know if i would say a lot but uh upon doing some research there are a decent amount yeah um there are a lot of uh bargain bin straight to dvd ones uh in america it seems like like um, ninjas versus vampires (laughs) or something like that which i'm kind of curious about we're totally doing that (laughs) that'll be next week since we (laughs) Don't know what's up yet, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave them all, for the meantime, uh, a mystery until we actually cover them, but for today, we're covering Encounters of the Spooky Kinds. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we should have actually left this one for the Halloween episode, but uh, we'll save another episode for that day. Uh, today, we're covering what is somewhat touted as the first first horror martial arts movie although that's not technically true i, I think that it's been said that another movie uh, with uh Locale was technically it but let's not go into the the nitty-gritty and i, te- and I think you know uh gold the um, uh the hammer that well i forgot the title of the movie the hammer and shaw brothers uh, production is actually technically before this but whatever this is the one that i think a lot of people think of first when i think a horror kung fu movie and we're talking yeah. about Encounters a Spooky Kind with Sammo Hung, uh, who mm-hmm. directed, wrote, and stars in it, <laughs> uh, like most of his earlier productions. Yeah, so uh, this is another one uh, reached out to Reddit for, and also this is one of the films that many people just threw my way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a martial arts horror film before, so uh, I was curious. And upon re- upon watching this movie, I was thinking about genre mashups, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is essentially martial arts meets horror. And I started to think that, and this is maybe a, like a personal opinion, and you can uh, debate this if you want, but maybe you shouldn't mash up more than two genres together mm-hmm. sometimes, right? Okay, what's like the third if, genre then? So it, this movie the third genre is comedy mm-hmm. and i feel that it's very hard to balance too so when you throw like a third genre in the mix like especially considering that i think uh horror and comedy are very very polar opposite genres and trying to make them work is very difficult and when i saw this movie i was just kind of put off by all the comedy aspects <laughs> well there, there's quite a bit of that um, but I will say, I don't know how you'd be able to do horror and martial arts and not have comedy. Because the idea really? of, well, how can you do horror and martial arts? Uh, and, well, well, okay. 
But, like, how can you sell the horror, mm -hmm. uh, you know, without like compromising the martial arts? Well, you play it straight. Uh, I mean, uh, Blade is not exactly a martial arts film, but a, that movie plays the horror straight. It plays uh, martial arts straight, right? So yeah. I think it can be done. Right. I don't think you have to have comedy. Mm -hmm. I don't mind the comedy in this because it's. Uh, I feel it's just of its time. Mm -hmm. But watching it, uh, because I don't really like this style of humor, I was just thinking, all right, can we just get on with this? I, I know what they're trying to do, but for me, it's not, you know, it's not humorous. It's not making me laugh. So I was just sitting there uh, just like, okay, come on, give, give me something else. Uh, let's, let's move forward. Right. Yeah. Yep. You make a good point. Uh, but I will say for the, just offend the movie a little bit. Uh, this movie can be a little bit hard for uh, Western audiences or anyone who's not Chinese to, to kind of appreciate. And even for myself, like there's a lot here that, family itself even though we are chinese we're not particularly superstitious so a lot of this kind of went over my head too i was like i don't know a lot of these things as well um so obviously the movie's about the supernatural right um and there's a lot of uh a lot of like with the premise of like what causes the supernatural thing elements to happen uh is like between a battle between these two priests and a lot of it is kind of rooted in these religious uh like semi-religious pretexts and again, you know, if you're not, you don't grow up in those households or not taught those things, a lot of it can go over your head. So a lot of like the rules on like what these supernatural beings can do is based off of some of the things that you're taught in your household. So like, for example, uh, everyone knows, I feel like most people know the jumping vampire, the, the Chinese vampire, which is like this really stiff looking zombie like creature. But then there's other other creatures in the movie too, like the this other kind of zombie which moves a different way. That one can run, um, and like it's it's like anytime you watch a movie and you're introduced to a horror creature, I feel like there are certain rules that that thing can abide to, right? Right? But yeah, yeah. Um, I I totally get what you're saying. Uh, when it when it comes to stuff like this, where I'm watching, um, I, I guess things that are culturally specific, mm -hmm. story elements and such. I, I have to make a lot of inferring. Yeah. I have to just make a lot of assumptions. And I didn't feel so lost mm -hmm. with some of these uh, aspects. Like, I'm not familiar with a Chinese jumping vampire, but I was just assuming, okay, that's that's your monster, and this is what he does. Right. So I, I, I didn't feel lost. It was just that, wow, these are elements that I've never seen before. So I, I appreciated the movie and the story on that aspect. Like, wow, what's this? These are two, like, I think they said Taoist wizards mm -hmm. or Taoist magicians, and they're kind of battling. They're, us they're using things that are somewhat familiar to me, like, like possession. Mm -hmm. So I, I can understand it in that aspect, but I think it was kind of neat that I've never seen I've never seen these elements in a story like this. So it was it was like really brand new. To right, me. right. Okay, yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I will I, I was gonna say that each one of those creatures, anytime you're introduced to a new one, it kind of abides by new rules uh, and it, it behaves differently. And I guess because this is a horror themed episode, uh, we should talk about. Uh, some of the horror aspects of it and that's your favorite thing right it's like you know we're we are technically combining your two favorite genres zero <laughs> you you love horror movies that's your yeah i i do love a good horror movie so as i mentioned earlier i was not so familiar with the uh 
the Chinese jumping vampire. One thing that I thought, one thing upon listening to the commentary on the track, uh, Bay Logan was saying that the reason why they are jumping like that, they're, they're stiff, is because of rigor yep. mortis mm-hmm. sets in. And I was like, oh, okay. That kind of makes sense now. Eh, it doesn't explain he, why the shoulders can move that way, <laughs> but sure. Yeah, yeah. If anything, like they should just be rolling around on the ground because there's no way they could technically stand upright. Right, but, right. you know, you, you kind of got to give those things a pass. Right. I think uh, I think it's very difficult to make the Chinese jumping vampire scary because just the whole movement and the whole idea of a vampire who just has his arms out kind of like a mummy and is just hopping up and down on his right. feet. It it looks silly. It right. I feel that's very difficult to make scary. Right. So um, I don't know if, you know, older Chinese audiences were actually afraid of that. And if they were, you know, that's fine. I'm not trying to yeah. knock it. But for, you know, for me personally, and I've said this many times with certain genres, it's hard to go backwards, especially in horror. Mm-hmm. Once you see what they do now, if you go back into older horror movies, you know, you can appreciate it, but it's like, that doesn't scare me at all. Right. Well, also, you know, modern day horror movies can also be complete trash fires. too. <laughs> but yeah, not to <laughs> yeah, say that all yeah. of them are gems, but yes, yeah, I can, I can kind of understand what you're saying or you're, you're getting at. I do think that the jumping vampire thing, it's scarier in theory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so obviously I grew up in that household and like, I've, I've, Grew up around that media a lot. I see it on TV and movies. Uh, I think when I was younger, I was more terrified of them. And then as I get older, I'm like, yes, you are correct. It is kind of silly to see that. But there's also the supernatural element of like the way they move. Like Technically, they jump, but they also kind of teleport uh, based on what movie you're watching. Here, it moved like the jumping vampire, which is actually the first technical fight scene of the movie, uh, which doesn't happen until 30 minutes in. I guess we're kind of jumping ahead already. Uh, the way that moves is a little, a little bit more grounded. Uh, it doesn't do any sort of teleporting, which uh, you know, like obviously is what you see in the other horror movies. Uh, so it's just a backpack. Ooh, can go I, ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, can I can I sum up the plot uh, really easily? Sure. <laughs> uh, Samo Hung gets framed for the murder of his wife. But but, but you are you are like bypassing like everything that's even remotely interesting about the story. <laughs> yeah, but I I was watching it and the whole time I was thinking, what is the freaking what is the story? Is it uh he he's 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 a guy who just seems to be attracting like the supernatural elements? Like, nah, not really. Um is he a guy who's getting cuckolded kind, kind of? of? Yeah. And yeah, so like the whole time I was just like, okay, what is the basic premise? And that is what I came up yes. with. <laughs> so he gets framed for the murder of his wife, but you're also missing the point, the parts that, yes, his wife is also cheating on him and is a horrible monster. And, and what the most important thing you're missing is that the man who she's having an affair with wants her all to himself. So he, is, he reaches out to a supernatural priest who is mm-hmm. basically the hitman or the assassin. And that is basically Samo's um, entire struggle, is to survive. It's to survive getting killed by a, bu- a bunch of ghoulies. And that's, the, that's like the overall premise. So that's why we, we, like, that's why we have the basis of every fight scene in the movie. And that's actually kind of interesting to me, uh, is that majority, like most of the fight scenes have to do with the, most of them have some supernatural element to them. Um, so it makes this movie kind of unique in, in a way. I feel like 
you and I watched this together and I was a little bit more negative towards it. But then like watching it again, I, I feel like I can appreciate it a little bit more now. <laughs> yeah, but we, we can totally get into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, upon rewatching it a second time, I was uh, I was checking out. <laughs> so, oh, so one thing I wanted to mention. So, yes, we watched we first watched this together, and uh, we were drinking as we normally <laughs> do. And I realized the next day I did not remember a single thing from the movie. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I we we drank too much. That's always or the case. If it's, I mean, yes, that's sometimes the case. But I don't know if it's because we drank too much or none of none of these characters or none of this these story elements were really clicking mm-hmm. with me. And so when I watched it again uh, today before this, I realized like, okay, I think this story is not really clicking. Mm, okay. That's that's fair. That's fair. Well, we just summarize the story, right? And yeah, yeah. The the supernatural elements are kind of what the sells the movie. It's kind of the the main draw for the film, right? So you're you're in it to kind of see what the what Chinese horror is all about. And okay, yes, we have to keep in mind this is a Golden Harvest production. Um, the Golden Harvest. Well, <coughs> that burp really fucked my throat up. <coughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, this is a Golden Harvest production, uh, early 80s. Uh, this is kind of the era where the, the 70s was bleeding into the 80s. So you, you sometimes do get a sense that it has that slower, more uh, metronomy kind of movement. <coughs> Damn. Um, and, but, like, it is a little a lower budget, so sometimes the horror effects do seem a little bit cheesy. But I think for what it's worth, it's actually kind of admirable, right? I I was going to say, I liked some of the horror effects. Uh, I can go back and appreciate practical makeup effects uh, going backwards into horror because I know, I, I understand that makeup now is just, you, you can get so realistic and so complicated. So uh, what they were able to do here, I liked the the makeup on like the corpses and the vampires. Uh, it, uh, not, not to knock on it, it kind of looked like a little paper mache-ish, but... I think that worked. I it helped give it a, a look of almost uh, mummification, yep. if you will. It looked really gray and just wrinkly and rotted. I and I liked that uh, in the one scene to make it seem even more old and decomposing. They threw a lot of maggots mm-hmm. and rats right. and and insects on it, and it's all real. You know, it's all real stuff. So it just helped to sell it. So I appreciated that right. aspect. Right, right. Well, that's a, a well. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that's each much one. Later, yeah, yeah, we'll t- talk about each fight uh, individually and which ghoulie that he's taking on. Uh, our first supernatural element. I guess we want to talk about that a little bit too, since that's actually what again what sells a movie. Uh, the first supernatural element actually is a dream sequence. Uh, you know, c- typical of the older '70s Shaw Brothers or Golden Harvest films. Like you have like that whole uh, opening s- opening credits that you know, all the all the credits are there, and you get to see kind of like a demonstration of what's what you're about to see in the movie. There isn't martial arts in this. It's all about the special effects, right, or the 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 monsters that are going to be in the movie. Unfortunately, these things don't tie with the plot at all. These ghosts don't appear. There's no reason for this. It's just a dream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least it sets the stage in like kind of what you'd see. Although I will say, this is probably the most horror that you get out of the whole movie is the opening credits, right? Well, I <clears throat> yes, I'll agree. Because the skeleton hands coming from these vases are literally ripping fresh, fresh <laughs> flesh. Fresh flesh. From Samuel. <laughs> yeah, fresh. Uh, I'm not even going to try 
flesh from Sam Hung's body, and then they're, they they reincarnate into these forms and then start physically attacking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I get actually yeah, I guess you could say these these are probably some of the more horrific things going on. And then now that I think about it later, it's it's pretty tame. Yeah. Nothing. We don't get any gore. This is probably the goriest stuff that I can think. Well. No, there is a beheading later. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll talk oh, about we, that. We, we can get into that. Ugh, yeah. yeah. So that's... Well, maybe we'll just get into it right now. So, sure. yeah. The setup for our, basically every fight, right, is a priest doing some sort of ritual. And in order for him to take on the form of some sort of dead dead being, right? Uh, a dead or a corpse. <clears throat> so the idea now is that... Uh, this guy is, you know, doing his whole song and dance, literally, uh, and he's just mumbling, like mumbling gibberish. Uh, and he knows that Sammo Hong is currently in a house uh, where he's, you know, he's wagered to stay there overnight uh, and with a dead corpse in there. And yeah, so the priest takes that advantage so he can possess the dead corpse and attack Sammo. But in order to do so, he needs to behead a chicken sacrifice <laughs> no but the, well, the sacrifice is yeah. beheading that chicken and it's mm -hmm. legitimate you know it's legit you know you actually see yeah. it happen on screen and when you, when you and i both saw it we're like holy shit, shit. <laughs> and uh and then you looked it up and yeah it, it, it actually was it was real it, we're like oh, they, there's God. no way they could that could actually you know they, they actually get away with it however it is Hong Kong, different culture. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I've heard from Bay Logan, and I mean, and also from my my father, who's, uh, who was a chef. You know, like you know, like that that stuff is just whatever. It's passe. You know, like killing a chicken is is basically like the same as like killing a cockroach, but you get sustenance for it. So who cares? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I think the I think the shocking thing. I think there's nothing you know wrong with killing a chicken if you need it for for food i think the shocking thing is we're seeing it on screen yeah and then he's using the blood to pour into these bowls and then he drinks it i don't know if that's real chicken blood that seems very unhealthy and unsanitary if Probably. that was if that was real <laughs> yeah oh man uh it's pretty unsettling to to see it, but you know, let's not harp on it because it's it's yeah. you know like that scene from Apocalypse Now at the very end. That's that's worse. I would say that scene in Apocalypse Now is much worse. Yeah, I mean, like they kind of dwell, like they, they dwell on it, and it's in like slow mo. But you know, like it, it just gave me flashbacks, and I'm like, oh my god, just watching <laughs> a, a animal get murdered on screen is just it's always horrible. I get it if you like eating your food and. Yeah, like yeah, like eating yeah, eating your meats. You know, like you have to know that you know that shit happens. But I'm like, ah, I don't want to see yeah. it on camera. I don't <laughs> like just keep that shit away from me. I don't, I'm not here to watch a documentary. Um, yeah. So so you've been war you've been warned if uh, you're interested in watching this. Film. Yeah, yeah. It, it's relatively short, so mm -hmm. whatever. Um, yeah. So the the setup is that like yes, this corpse now is animated, and we actually get a. Uh, I think this is kind of funny. It's not. It's not hilarious, but you know, it's kind of comedic in a way where the corpse is bumbling around trying to find Samo, and uh, like Samo just happens to be in the scaffolding above him, and you know, he, he's like he's blocking his sweat so it doesn't drip down on the zombie. Uh, you know, he, he's like he falls. He kind of falls down, and you know, he basically has to do these these crunches to avoid being touched by the zombie. I, thought, I was like, okay. I've seen something of this effect from other movies, but here, like, I, f I feel like you know, it, it's still kind of funny. It's it's not hilarious, like I said, 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of like this moment because I like the cinematography. I think the setup to the mon- the vampire coming alive and then, you know, kind of stalking him around the room. I think e- even though I know it's not scary, I think there is a creepiness to it. Um, I don't want comedy here, though. Mm-hmm. That That's like where I kind of draw the line. Right. Like I there there are a few moments in this movie where I legitimately like where I think the horror is going, but then they kind of have to put comedy in there to just balance it out. Like, it can't be completely scary. Right. Well, it is a Sammo Hung production, right? I feel like it's more fitting if you had some... Well, that's not entirely true. Sammo is obviously capable of doing something more dramatic, but early 80s, you kind of want to, like, roll with it, I guess. And also, there might be, like, that audience pressure that they're trying to not alienate the Hong Kong audiences because horror movies in general did not do like, well, they try to like in that time period, they try to like refrain from doing that kind of stuff. Um, You know, like in the early eighties, like late nineties, late seventies, sorry. And, you know, having a little balance of comedy literally lightens the mood a little bit. But I do, I do think that there's with, even with modern day, uh, with a modern day eye, I can see there's a little, yeah, like you said before, there's a little bit of creepiness and a little bit of like, a little bit of like the fright that you want in a movie monster. And I kind of get that sense with the way that this thing looks and, you know, the way that the camera is shot, the movement, the the scene is definitely building tension. Yeah. I kind of like that. But the movement itself, yes, you're you're, you're yeah, absolutely him, right. The him, way- him hopping around, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a tough sell for a modern eye. That that's what I'll say. Right, right. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I do think that the way that it moves unnaturally is what's kind of it adds to the creep value, right? So the way that it hinges, kind of like Michael Jackson. Yeah, I was thinking that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> when Michael Jackson kind of does the dip forward yeah. mm-hmm. with those special uh, shoes he has yeah. and kind of comes back. Yeah. Uh, but here it's wires, right? There's obviously oh, wires. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I, I think it's actually kind of impressive because you know, uh, he must be engaging his core <laughs> as tight <laughs> as he could. Right. They they hide it well enough mm-hmm. uh, unless it's painted. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't. I want to say maybe it's not. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, it, but the way that moves when it does that, I think is... You know, it, it it sells it really well. You know that this thing is not of this world. Um, yeah, and then you know it 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 is comedic for the most part. It, it ends with him, you know, the the zombie going back into the 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 tomb, I guess, and comes back out. And we get I I don't like that they separated this into two two nights because technically mm-hmm. this fight is broken up. Not quote unquote fight. This fight is broken up into two parts, right? So the yeah. first the first night is. Uh, once the zombie co- rises back up in the coffin, it kind of chases Samuel uh, around the around the room a little bit, and and then it it becomes daytime and the uh, part one is over, right? Yeah, like that's the part I didn't like because the uh, we can talk about the specifics of the quote unquote fight of this uh, in a little bit, but I don't like the fact that it's broken up because like now it, like the only reason like we, we even need the second part is so Samuel can actually be prepared the second time around. And I'm like, why is there even a second time around? This guy should know not to go back to the fucking house. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, there's lapses in logic here. Like you saw you saw him once. Why are you going back? Like, are you a glutton for punishment? What? I don't even remember why he goes back. Was well, there's some sort of story specific reason he really needed to be there. The comedy was that. The comedic part was when he leaves his place. He, uh, the person who he wagered with, says like, "Oh, uh, you look really scared." And Samuel's obviously 
petrified, right? He, you can see his hair. He's like all frayed. And he's just like, oh, I, that was like the scariest thing in my life. He can't respond to things. So the guy who's wagering with him is like, oh, you, you made the night. Hey, what if you did another night? I'll, you know, like that. Then you'll get all your money. And then Samo, obviously still petrified. He's like, sure, whatever. But then he realizes like he just agreed to something. He's like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't mean oh, that. Oh, is that it? Oh, uh-huh. I don't remember that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like at that point, it's like, just cut your losses. Just Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I mean, fine, whatever. If he doesn't do that, we don't have movie. But right. I mean, at least give us a reason. Make him really super poor, and he's you yeah. know just struggling for money. So, so I can buy these kind of uh, character motivations. Yeah, I guess. Well, you know what? All right. So, again, with the cultural stuff, like this is stuff even I don't know. Um, so he he decides to get a bunch of dog blood. Don't worry, they don't show that on screen. <laughs> dog blood mm-hmm. and chicken eggs as well. Duck eggs. Uh, in order to combat the uh, the zombie, the second night. So the second night, where is it? Where it is where it's officially a fight, right? Uh, and this is forty five minutes in. Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, took a while, but we finally got. Yeah, there. well, we're finally here. I think that this is where the metronomy fight style of fighting works perfectly. This is so fitting. Do you not really? agree? Um, well, <laughs> you don't, I don't agree. Know if I can say, yeah, I don't agree. Um, <laughs> so I, I understand why you're saying this because you you were mentioning this before. You want you like that otherworldly movement mm-hmm. on this uh, zombie vampire character. So okay, I'll, I'll agree with you there. But uh, I don't like the choreography here, despite the fact that I think it's performed really well. Interesting. This really looks like dancing. This looks like two people who are breakdancing. <laughs> There's like a certain set of combinations they throw, and it really looks like b-boy dance moves. And oh, yeah. I liked it, but I don't think it's scary or it works here. Uh, it didn't really look like he was attacking him. It really does look like they're dancing. Yep. And even though we say that a lot when we talk about metronome style fights like this really does look like a dance there's a certain moment where it happens oh yeah and i'm just like mm-hmm. yeah he, he well literally the zombie or the vampire is popping and locking He's, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that i think that works because it's it's rigor mortis like okay it, it makes more sense that moves like this than it if it was like like doing like really elaborate swings and flips and stuff i mean it does do that but like everything it does is super stiff and I think that's like where the whole metronomy thing ties in together really well with the way that moves. And I ca- in a weird way, I think that Samo moving this in a similar way as a response to it works too. Because it's like, well, I need to kind of like work with that motion. Right? You can't have one yeah, person. Yeah, he, move- he needs he needs to match his movements, or else he's gonna get hit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the problem, but the problem is they're practically in unison, mm-hmm. and so it's making it look like a dance, at least for me. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, even when it doesn't look like he's actually. Like the zombies actually trying, in the context of the the monster is it's a monster and it like any like a simple any sort of simple movement it does can technically send you flying according to the rules of this universe. It's like yeah, like this thing could just literally flick its finger and just sending you're sent flying across the room. So like when it's mm-hmm. not looking at you and it's just doing a low like like a like a an arm sweep which looks really silly because it's probably not a, you know an effective way of fighting obviously i be- i i still believe it because it's you know it, it's supernatural right so like it, yes it looks more dancey but in the context of things i feel like it still works because it's still 
it's not that it's threatening, but yes, it's trying to be threatening, and I I I buy it. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I wanted to bring up uh, is something that you mentioned in the Crippled Avengers mm-hmm. episode. So you were saying that in these kind of uh, '70s Shaw Brothers uh, mm-hmm. fights, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is this isn't Shaw Brothers, Gold but Arrows, um, yeah. in those style of metronome fights, you were kind of complaining that. Uh, choreography would go on and on and you would have these big fancy moves like in the middle of the fight and it it was hard to tell where the fight ended sometimes because usually we have those types of moves like at the end and in slow motion to kind of let us know oh okay this is this is now like our resting point almost this is where this we're taking a pause and it's interesting i noticed in this movie I guess specifically because we just watched Crippled Adventures. So there is metronome-style fights in this movie, but I'm noticing that they're ending uh, big bouts of choreography with those big yep. hits now. You get the the double kicks, you get the backflips. You get the slow-mo. Sometimes he, uh, yeah, sometimes you get the slow-mo, or at least you get it in the wide yep. now. And it's it's almost like I'm seeing the transition from what the Shaw Brothers style fights were doing and now getting into more, a little more yeah. modern. So I, I was kind of appreciating it, uh, this movie in that aspect that I was seeing uh, an evolution of uh, fight choreography. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. This it's definitely does feel like that bridging that gap. It does still feel like it's slow at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does feel like yeah. Yeah, they're blocking, but it's so fast, Right, and it never feels like they're holding their poses for too long. It, but yeah, in this particular scene, it's probably it at its worst. But again, I think it's so fitting because it's it's a zombie that's that's stiff all over. Uh, yeah, and and I think too, this scene is really this part more so is going for the comedy yeah. aspects because you have Samuel Hung kind of being a bumbling oaf sometimes because he's kind of bending over and dodging when he. Um, when he's like uh, getting away from the zombie, like finger swipes, <laughs> I guess you could call them. So uh, it it looks it looks a little operatic, but it you know it it's kind of it, it seems like it's played for laughs mm-hmm. a little bit. I see. I know that we're t- covering a technically a horror movie, but when it comes to the fighting, it I, that's when it stops being a horror movie, right? It, like you have yes. a horror mm-hmm. character, a horror element in it, but it's not scary at all. You know, yeah, well maybe yeah. back in the eighties, like early 80s the sensibilities were different it's like wow look at that thing it's terrifying but you know for us it's totally lost on us now uh but like it just becomes a martial arts movie um and that was actually a a point of contention for this episode was like could we even talk about this wasn't even sure if there was enough quote-unquote fight scenes to qualify as a martial arts movie and i well what considering that we are at the 45 minute mark and (laughs) as we were watching this i kept thinking oh man when when are we going to fight? When it, I mean, I know there's fights. It's freaking directed by Samuel mm-hmm. Hung. And we have action direction by him as mm-hmm. well. I was like, oh, come on. Give, <laughs> give us, us give us something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the way that Samuel defeats this, this monster is by throwing dog blood at him. And <clears throat> I guess that's like... It's a lot of dog it's blood. It's a lot of dog blood. They killed... <laughs> a lot of fucking They dog drained blood. the whole dog. They drained like seven dogs. Uh, oh yeah, it's God. terrible. So he throws the dog blood at the zombie, and because it's kind of like acts like almost like a surrogate, uh, the priest yeah. who is played by uh, Chan Long uh, Long Chan, uh, the, that mm-hmm. character gets flying flown across the screen uh, where he he currently resides, and he destroys a whole bunch of bamboo scaffolding. I and this is apparently so impressive, and I'm not being sarcastic. 
so impressive that the they decided to film this in a wide because it's te- his, technically him doing it. You can actually see the destruction uh, of all the bamboo mm-hmm. as it's happening. Do you think that was really him? I like. I actually like this shot. The it it looks like the roof is just like caving in and the actor is just going yeah. right through it. It's it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. You can see I, like lava. it looks really painful. I I can't imagine that was really the actor. Uh, maybe it could have been. I mean, you do see in a later fight that it's actually him doing the fighting. So I I wouldn't put it past him. You know, for, for him okay. to do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Because this is a horror comedy, you see his whole mugging afterwards, like, oh, that really hurt, and he faints, and then in the next shot, he's in a full-body cast. <sighs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, like, sometimes the comedy goes so out, so far out, where it becomes, like, slapsticky. That's the part I don't like. It's like I just wanted the comedy to be a little bit more grounded. Like, I didn't want it to mm-hmm. just jump the, jump the shark, or whatever the expression is. Um... Yeah, so like now Samo is framed for murder. This is actually, yeah, that whole framing for murder thing doesn't happen until th- until this exact point. Uh, I guess we kind of get a fight. It's not really a fight, uh, you know. Like he he encounters another corpse after he breaks out of jail. And yeah, I wouldn't call that a fight. I mean, that this is just him. They're, they're I think they're just trying to add more horror elements. And like I mentioned before. I like the makeup here because they really put maggots yep. and uh, centipedes on Samo and the um, the guy playing the corpse. Yep. So it does look, you know, pretty gnarly. And there's there's little mice uh, on them. So I give them that much. But it's weird. Like the the visual is gnarly and nasty, but they're doing really kind of like vaudeville type humor mm-hmm. here because the corpse has reanimated and it seems to be mirroring everything Sam Hung is yeah. doing. Yeah. Remember what I said before, and this, uh, now it all comes back full circle and makes sense again. Uh, remember what I said before about how each one of the ghoulies has their own rules, and that's actually kind mm-hmm. of confusing at times. So now this ghoulie, this ghoulie copies all of Sam Hung's movements. And, and then when a black cat jumps over the ghoulie, then the ghoulie becomes attack Samo and I didn't understand that at all like why so is it because the black cat crossed his path yes that is exactly it but I, why okay. but I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I thought it had something to do with the black cat um you see the lightning bolt like shoot out of the cat yeah. and then suddenly this zombie I don't think he's a vampire is now running at him with yep. like full speed mm-hmm. right um and well I don't want to spoil that part. It, it just ends with uh, him escaping from the zombie. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, that's not much to dwell on. I just, I just don't want to point it out because, you know, uh, you know, it's a horror action movie. Let's just point out the small horror elements that are in the movie. Because uh, sure. the next fight doesn't happen until, uh, what, maybe the hour and 12-minute mark. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> so this is the, when Samo is now at a tavern uh, with his mentor slash savior, Played by Fat Chung, my favorite name hey. of all time. Fat Chung, the uh, <laughs> that that Chung is really fat. Um, played by Catman, He's really Catman. Oh God, yeah, Catman from Magnificent Butcher. Ma- Magnificent Butcher, and wasn't he in Yes, Madam? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, one of the final bosses of that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he Borat? <laughs> yeah, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep. Here he's playing nice. a good guy for once, and here he's playing mm-hmm. a guy who actually has real dialogue. And isn't just going, ah, ah. 
Uh, oh god, that that cat fight like gives me nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we'll have a, something analogous to that in this movie much later on. You know, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. So, uh, yeah. So Fat Chung, <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that name. Uh, I think his real his Cantonese name is Chung Fat, but Fat Chung. We're gonna call him Fat Chung because it's way funnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this dude is helping Samo for majority of, you know, like everything that's going on in order to combat the supernatural. Uh, so in this scene, he's, they're both in the tavern and all of a sudden Samo's hung. Samo's hung. <laughs> Samo hung. <laughs> oh, he is. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like waiting to make that joke, but didn't plan on making it subconsciously. Uh, Samo's hung hand, uh, becomes idle. Just like that movie, Idle Hands. Uh, it decides to move on its own and starts attacking everyone, including himself. And I thought this was kind of cool. It's it's kind of cool. Uh, I'm saying that with a question mark because I actually like the choreography involving this. I thought it was, it was very clever, very creative. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that movie Upgrade. Oh, where yeah. Where mm-hmm. the character was not in control of his body, but was still able to do yep. martial arts and defend himself. I, I like I like the aspect here too. It was just his hand that was kind of possessed, mm. and it was fighting and it was blocking and and it was causing a ruckus. Yep. I wish there was more of this because I think the um, the choreography was really nice mm. in selling that Samuel didn't have control, <laughs> and you can see him doing kind you know kind of vaudeville type things where he's or, or like um, kind of like a mime mm-hmm. where he's. You know, pulling the, the hand is pulling him instead of yep. him having control of the hand. Yeah, yeah. I think that the setup is really good too, because obviously he's attacking everyone, innocent people inside the tavern. So they're they have reason to attack him back, but obviously he can't control it. I like that it gives good comedic moments, but also from a technical standpoint, I like that it sets him up to do certain things uh, that you would never expect to see in any movie. He's he's literally putting his whole body weight on his one hand mm-hmm. so that, you know, he could stop it from moving, but the arm just pulls him and it forces him to do a flip. I will never see that in any movie <laughs> except for this, unless it's a, uh, I, that might not be true. <laughs> I might see that in like a Jim Carrey production. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I, I like that. Uh, it, the way that, because the hand moves on its own, like he will, Samuel has to sometimes look away from his hand and just trust that his hand, his arm will just do the thing that it's it's going to be doing, quote unquote, like on, on its own, right? So that will require him to do choreography where he's not looking at where his arm is about to flex and hit, and that can yeah. be kind of dangerous. Obviously, it's it requires a lot of precise timing and making sure that he doesn't hurt any of the stunt people on screen. Um, but that this whole moment is actually really really short. Yeah, unfortunately. The, yeah the the next the next fight of the two priests now mm-hmm. is actually. I would say like our next real fight. This is uh, a lot more fleshed out than uh, what happened previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the two priests, they, they go against one another. This is a kind of more grounded in reality. It's a wooden, it's a wooden sword fight. That sounds really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, in, it's interesting. Uh, I, I didn't really notice it, but uh, you pointed it out. And uh, upon rewatching it, uh, you mentioned that almost all the fights have uh, supernatural elements to it, right? Yep. So when I was watching this, I thought, okay, this is just your typical sword fight. Yep. But then I started to notice that they it looks like the priests are trying to throw, I don't know how you would call it, like maybe key blasts yep. at each other. Yep. So it's like you have your 
you have your index and you have your middle finger together yeah. mm -hmm. and you're kind of pointing it at uh, your opponent, yeah. uh, implying that you're throwing energy, magic, whatnot. And I didn't really, it took me a while to realize this, but I, I thought they were just blocking, but I was like, oh no, he's using uh, the, the fingers like he like an energy attack yeah, yeah. At, in addition to the sword. So almost like he's dual wielding. Right. Yeah, you know, that's something I take for granted. It's like, uh, I, I guess I grew up on that, and I always thought that was so silly. Um, <laughs> so silly. Because I grew up in an environment where they would show this all the time on, like, 90s, 80s era TVB and martial arts movies. Like, obviously, the more supernatural, like, more fantastical kind of martial arts wuxia uh, kind of film. And there would always be that one dude... Or several dudes who would like shoot chi blasts out of their their fingers, and the one person would just jump out of the way just in time, and the mm -hmm. rock would explode. <laughs> it doesn't matter where the where they are. There's always a rock there that is just <laughs> conveniently, conveniently there. Just, like they could be inside indoors, and there's a like rock a, there. It's like why is there a rock there? In like a convenience store, there's a <laughs> yeah. rock that explodes. <laughs> Yeah, now that you mentioned it, there's no explosions in this one, though. They're just kind of pointing it at each other, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, luckily they're dodging, mm -hmm. or they're dodging by putting their their opposing hand up. Yep. So it's like it, we just have to assume magic or energy was coming out, yep. and that they're also able to block it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they. I guess they kind of spent their special effects budget at the end of this movie. <laughs> so, but Fat Chung, I like that. You know, they incorporated this moment and how to defeat this guy. Fat Chung bites the fingers yeah. of the other dude. So he can't, he can't channel the chi anymore. He's bleeding out of his hands. So I thought that was kind of funny. And all in all, I think that the comedy here, it's again, it's never to the point where I ever feel like I'm laughing out loud. But I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. That, that, unfortunately, I think that's what doesn't really sell me on the comedy, the horror comedy aspect of the movie. It just, it just, it's just barely there. And I think that mm -hmm. it just gives the horror element, it lightens the horror element up. Right. But anyways, uh, I already made that point. Uh, what I'm saying is like the way, you know, like this fight kind of ends in a way that I didn't, I really didn't know what the, what direction they're going to go. <laughs> so he, yeah. So, uh, fat Chung gets him on his back and his legs are, his ankles are up by his, head uh -huh. with his ass up in the air and uh <laughs> fat chung jumps up with his wooden sword downwards at him and i think we were both i think we both gasped what? when we saw oh this. Like, yeah i thought it was going right into the anus <laughs> thankfully it doesn't you get the top down shot and it just goes like into his chest yep. but for a second there this could have been like a cat three movie <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was stunned that that happened at all. Um, but, you know, he spares his life because he's the good guy. He gives him his chance to you know, run off. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, yeah. That element done. And then we have another part of this where Samo is now cornered in the tavern by a bunch of law enforcers. And uh, this is this actually gets, gets the only fight at, for now that doesn't have any supernatural elements at all. Uh, he's just basically thought bobbing and weaving and trying to avoid everyone. And uh, one stand that I want to mention is that like Samo's like using this wooden, this like peg stool, right? And yeah, that's something yeah. that Jackie really, really uh, made famous uh, mm -hmm. or he's, he's famous for like much on his earlier days. That's what I was thinking. I felt like he was um, maybe channeling him because mm -hmm. he's 
he's really using the environment here and yep. he's you know dodging under the tables he's going between their legs he's jumping yep. on the poles i i felt like maybe he he was like looking at what jackie was doing at the yep. time when it was trying to emulate something yep. not not a, i don't want to say like he's stealing or anything but it it, it felt uh inspired i yep. would say but once he so this in this fight if you listen to the sword swipes it sounds just like a metronome it's mm. on that consistent beat and i was i was pretty disappointed but when he does bust out that wooden chair, uh, like the choreography gets really fast. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel so even, mm -hmm. even though it is still on that slight metronome a little bit. Yep. But I liked it a lot. I thought this is this for me is almost like the highlight of the of the fights, uh, in right. my opinion. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think that choreography is really good here. It, it, like, all in all, I think it's it's. Kind of like Samo's version of this, of of Jackie's uh, way of fighting. It's Jackie's way of fighting is a little bit more. I don't know. Flu is the wrong word for it. Like it's a little bit more like floaty, whereas like Samo's is a little bit more like aggressive. And so yeah. that's always his been a way of fighting. Uh, but there's this one element. I don't. I don't mean to nitpick at all. But there's only one moment where you can tell it's not Samo if you really look closely, you know, it, like he loses, he shaves a couple pounds when he's, he's rolling off of the, the top of the, the, the table. Uh, and mm. he, he does a front handspring on his, off of his, his shoulders and he blocks and you, you can't see his face, but you can see he's a much skinnier frame. Uh, he does a kip up off of the same stool, but all in all, like, like that doesn't detract from the actual stuff that Samuel is doing. Like he's actually doing mm. a lot more complicated, uh, acrobatic things like on and off of every, you know, the, the furniture in the room uh yeah unfortunately this fight is also kind of short i guess and it, it, it mm -hmm. kind of gets distracted by the horror the supernatural elements again right yeah they have to kind of bring it back into play because what ends up happening is fat chung is trying to help him out and so he possesses these four guardsmen mm -hmm. and then six them after who who's this guy the detective lam ting ying he's uh the the late yum ting lam ting ying jeez uh he is we're gonna be talking about him eventually in a mm -hmm. future mr vampire episode uh ah right this guy yeah yes, yeah yes. he he is also the mentor character in prodigal son uh for um uh the opposite of yun Pio. wow i'm blanking on his name usually you're the one blanking on his name <laughs> not me uh yeah so this guy unfortunately he doesn't have much to do in this film and come in terms of martial he's a very skilled martial artist in most of his films uh but here he only gets one small moment to shine and he doesn't even yeah i was I, yeah i was gonna say uh, i liked the idea of what was going on he was now being attacked by his own guards and he was literally like dodging and weaving these sword swipes and i liked the short choreography but it's extremely obvious that it's sped yeah. up so it made me think that he wasn't a martial artist oh. when I saw that. See, that's <laughs> I think it's so, it's so like disappointing because I think the choreography is not good. It, if you really look closely at, closely at it, it's just uh, block, block, duck, block, duck, block, duck, block, duck. Like if you really look at it, like that's what the choreography is when he's he's. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. It's it's kind of visually messy because you have five people yeah. on screen. Mm -hmm. And it's shot in all mids. Uh, I'm okay with that, but uh, I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't mind the choreography. It's, it's really simple. So I liked it because I didn't think he was a martial artist. So the fact that he was going through these motions, I was like, oh, okay, not bad. <laughs> well, unfortunately, he is a martial artist. So if you if you recognize uh, him, you're like, oh, come on, do more, please. It's like a, this is like mm. the only scene where he's in. 
kind of upsetting. And they just kind of leave him to die. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> does Oh, does he come back? No, he doesn't. This, this is the last scene with him in it. Ah, I wonder yeah. if they're implying that he just Yeah, died. He, he gets attacked by, attacked by his own guards who are controlled by voodoo. And I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it actually isn't clear. Like, he, he they keep on attacking him. Maybe he escaped, but who knows? It's, that's besides yep. the point. Doesn't matter. Right. All right. So we're court towards the end now. Samo uh, strips naked, and we kind of we can see the outline of his naked body, and it's unsettling. Mm-hmm. That's part of the most uh, scary thing we've seen in the whole movie. Oh, don't fetch. I, no, I'm, I don't <laughs> know if I want to see anybody. <laughs> I don't want to see Samo. I don't want to see Jackie Hatton like fully naked. Oh, jeez. So I don't, I don't mind seeing any of them. Naked, no, yeah. But I will say the the one weird thing is during this uh, moment is so he's covered up in all these um, Chinese characters all over his body, but then. Um, What's his name? Fat Chung gives him like a tankini, <laughs> like like a tank top that has. It's I don't understand. It looks like a woman's garment. Mm-hmm. Is this was this meant for comedy? Was or is that an actual? I don't know. Spiritual piece of it's clothing. some sort of talisman of some sort. I don't know if it was meant to be comedic because it's a woman's garment, but I I don't even know if it's a woman's garment. Maybe it's just. It's just a norm, a it, normal unisex garment. Eh, apron. It feel it feels like they were trying to make him look silly because it looks like a woman's, like you know, like swimwear top. Yeah. And then you know, to add insult to injury, because Samo's a bigger guy. Oh, look, he's you know, he's this big right. guy in this in this small woman's top. Well, I mean, so that was that that was just visually like weird don't, to look don't at. Forget Samo's Samo wrote and directed this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. That's why I'm always like questioning his choice to be uh, self-deprecating in his yeah, movies. Yeah, he, he's more. He's never, uh, you know, it never feels like he's ever uh, like below or above that. Um, yeah, yeah. So the, a lot of the supernatural fighting here, it, it feels like watching a Harry Potter movie. It's like there's no fighting. It's just a bunch of like lasers and. <laughs> And stuff being thrown across the room. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's yeah, a I, little I would... bit of physical. Well, there's physicality to it, but there's a little bit of choreography. If it's, if that's right. what I mean. Uh, oh, so one thing I wanted to say is I feel that this part in the movie has the only, like, not the only, but like probably for me the the best uh, moment of horror is uh, when the three, I guess, oh. vampires again or zombies. When you get you get this sh- this wide shot uh, and you see through the doorway and you just see their bodies float down and you see like the lighting change from like blue to green. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not really a lot of music going on. I I thought it was a nice you know not scary but su- supposed visual. to be a frightening image. Yeah. yeah, it was a great visual. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, it, it, well, I mean, unfortunately, you can't make out what they are. I, that, mm-hmm. That's not important, right? Because like some sometimes what the fact that you can't make out what it is is terrifying in and of itself. Uh, it's just a little bit. They're a little bit too far back where I can't actually make out what they are. Uh, well, you do get the up close, and it looks like the nemesis from Resident Evil uh, yeah. Three because the guy has like the huge mouthful of teeth yep. with no lips, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, okay. Right. And again, everything I said before about the establishing the rules of things, it can it can be culturally lost uh, for some viewers. It's like, well, why do they have this giant mirror around their like this this giant pendant around their neck with a little mirror on it? Well, it's kind of to reflect magic. But if you don't know the rules of this, this universe, uh, you don't you can't 
you don't understand until it actually happens, right? It's like, oh, okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, whenever I see stuff like that, I always just kind of have to assume uh, magic. Yeah. Uh, like that's it. That's all I could really assume from it. But so I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I, I get it. There's probably things I'm missing, mm-hmm. but when I see a laser shooting out of something and we have these monsters flying around, I, I'm, I can buy into the supernatural elements that are going. Right, right. There's a one small thing I want to point out with the choreography is that like it's the one time where I really honed in on the wire work. Uh, mm-hmm. Fat Chung does a leapfrog over Sammo Hung. And for a split second uh, before mm, they do the yes. cut, you see him just floating there. <laughs> floating, yes. I noticed that too. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, going back to the whole cultural thing. Um, and again, like not only understanding some of these things, it can be kind of weird uh, how they discover the villain's lair. Fat Chung stabs a sword through the the final ghoulie, uh, does some sort of incantation, and then forces the possession of Sammo Hung to reveal, like, forces the ghoul to possess Sammo Hung to reveal the whereabouts of the villain. I was like, that is, that is very far into, I would not expect that that was what he did, like, that he would have done that, I mean. Like, that's really yeah. weird, but whatever, it gets us to our final action set piece, right? So, yes. we're in the fi- the final layer where Sammo Hung discovers that, you know, who his, uh, his, his, his wife's adult or what's the what's the adulty what's the what's the male equivalent of mistress uh mister mister (laughs) yeah (laughs) where his mister is where her mister is uh and see this is where it kind of shocked me Mm -hmm. that technically he's the second part of the the fight right but that's the point the this old man uh played by ha huang i don't know his name so ha huang uh he is a very unassuming guy, you know, a very unassuming looking man. He, he, he's, he's look, he's, he looks older. He looks like a you know, relatively frail frame. So I was very shocked to find out he is the final boss in terms of fighting. Yes, he is technically the last fight. Yes. Uh, so we're, we're, we're obviously jumping ahead a little bit, but we obviously, obviously want to talk about him a little bit because it's, it's, it's a little bit, you know, shocking. I mean, it's a nice surprise when you see this, when you see a person who is unassuming mm-hmm. and you wouldn't think has any martial arts ability. Mm-hmm. And then when they bust it out, it's, it's just nice. Yeah. 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 So the one that he fights before, unfortunately, I don't know his name. Uh, oh, I guess maybe we should set it up before we actually talk about it. So now. We have the two priests. They're ho- they're hoisted on top of these really tall platforms, altars, altars slash platforms. Yes, and they're doing their own incantations, and they call upon these uh, gods, these spirits, to possess both Samo and whoever he's going to be ta- taking on, so that they can I don't know, uh, just like fight for each other, like Pokemon. Oh yeah, actually, that's a really good good way of putting it. This is like a Pokemon <laughs> battle, but with but with mon- possession, <laughs> I was gonna say monsters, but technically Pokemon are monsters too. But yeah, with possession, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, <laughs> this is Pokemon before Pokemon has even conceived. Uh, so the first one is Samo Hung is being possessed by a monkey god. I don't know if there's mm-hmm. sp- supposed to be uh, Sun Wukong. Monkey god. It doesn't feel like it, uh, but whatever. It's a he's fighting like almost like monkey style, yeah. and he's fighting. A, someone opposite of him, again, I don't know his name, who is 
a little bit more like acrobatic. Well, I guess a little more acrobatic using like a, a giant hoop hoop ring. Like a golden ring. Yes, yes. Uh, meanwhile, the priests are technically also having a wizard battle because <laughs> they're throwing <laughs> like rice at each other and they're throwing like laser uh, laser fingers at one another. Uh, you know, like so, and they're also like exploring the floor so that Samo can't approach him. I mean, kung fu's great, good and all, but what good is kung fu when you have laser fingers? Right. So I, uh, when we, when I saw this weapon uh, that the opponent has, it's a golden ring. Mm-hmm. I kind of rolled my eyes because I'm getting a little, you know, Triple tired Avengers. of the golden ring. So we just watched Cripple Avengers, uh-huh. and I was like, oh no, not again. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered that in Enter the Fat Dragon, uh, Samuel fights with a golden ring as well. Yep. Do you remember that? Not really. Not so much. Yeah, yeah. He fights somebody with a golden ring as well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I was getting like deja vu. Mm. Um, I don't know. I wasn't really digging this one. <laughs> uh, so my problem with the gold, with fighting with a golden ring is I don't know how effective that is as a weapon. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's just used as a prop. Yeah. It feels like a nuisance. I with anytime you introduce a quirky or unique weapon, I think you need to show a moment where we as an audience can understand how it can hurt somebody, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because here he's just kind of swinging it around and wailing it around. Mm-hmm. I'm just expecting him to kind of dance with it, and it doesn't look really threatening. So I wish, I wish we had that moment where we could have seen him use the ring to his advantage, like maybe hoop it around Samo's neck or something like mm-hmm. that, or use it in a way to, uh, I don't know, block punches or kicks. Right. Because it's just it's something he's using to, to hit him with, and that's like it. Right. Well, the, I guess the, for a majority of this fighting, uh, the choreography, it never feels like there's any sort of eminent threat, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the only complaint I have with the, with this this ring fight is that they're use they are using this as a prop to kind of set up moves but none of these moves are landing like not a single one is really landing it's just a setup of like well you do this i do this in retaliation and see i'm okay with it i'm very very i'm so forgiving of this that i actually kind of appreciate it because it's it's just it just feels like a dance but like a good kind of dance uh, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like fighting you're yeah <laughs> uh it kind of feels like I think- fighting but not yeah, really. I think I'm. I, I was getting a little tired because we we just saw this in Crippled Avengers, and it's not doing enough differently mm-hmm. from that. Even though this is a little older, yep. um, it the fighting does feel a little faster. Mm-hmm. It's you can still feel that it's on a beat, yep. um, but I think the like I was mentioning before, like the evolution of fight choreography where you're putting those bigger moves towards the end or towards the moments where you want to rest. So you'll have Samo do like, you know, a jumping forward flip or something yep. like that in that nice wide. So, you know, okay, we're transitioning to the next part of the fight yeah. or, or a different location. So like, I, I can appreciate that aspect of it. Right. Well, I, I don't think that it's as, I mean, it's still impressive in the earlier parts of it when it's in a more open space, but once it get inside the barn area, the stable, mm-hmm it's really cramped and i think that the fact that they can even do any of that choreography whether it looks like a fight or not um i mean i, I not to say that i don't think it looks like a fight I, i'm just saying like you know like it feels like a dance first and a fight second uh like the fact that there's like he's throwing like these wild tornado kicks and you know uh, and, and all these like they're they're not flipping but they're doing wild movements i feel like it's uh, it shows how much control they have in fact there's this one move that 
Sam O'Dell, he does, he does a kip up, but his head is like right next to the beam. <laughs> and I think that's uh, like maybe it's just the the way that the camera is is set up. It just looks like it's it looks a lot closer than it actually is. But I just kept thinking, like, man, if he fucked that up, he would just be slamming his head against that thing. So unfortunately, the problem here is when they start doing animal noises, <laughs> interrupting all the action. Yeah, I I mean, this is a martial arts horror comedy. Comedy, so yeah. They had to, ah, man, like, I don't understand. So Samo and this guy are possessed by gods of, like, the monkey god or the chimp monk god? And it sounds like they're just <laughs> speeding up their dialogue. So it sounds like, you know, Alvin and the chipmunks. And yeah. it's very, very silly. The Ugh. camera like almost slam zooms into their face and you see them scrunching their face and they're just moving their lips around and you hear this like, noise. It's very, very annoying. It's that times like, uh, you know, the annoyance level times like five mm-hmm. <laughs> easily. Uh, but I mean, this is the turning point, I guess, for when Sam was like now actually delivering the beat down. He takes the ring away from the dude, and now he's like delivering one hit at a time, like hits at a time. Uh, we do, I think, throughout the whole fight, there you do see semblances, like moments where it's not actually Samo, right? Mm-hmm. So when he's delivering the final blow, he it's actually very similar to what uh, a move that we saw in Fatal Contact. Um, so the villain's character does falls backwards into a backflip. This time it's a backflip instead of a front flip. Uh, he does a backflip, and the the Samo stand-in delivers a front push kick to the face. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what we saw in, in, in Fatal Contact, which we just covered. And uh, yeah, that's the that was the, uh, the setup move for Samo to break free of the chain, not literally. And he does a, a sequence of uh, cartwheel back, uh, back handsprings. See, like, it's weird because, like, there's a lot of moments where I can, I can tell, like, Samo is ca- clearly capable of his own acrobatics, but at, we still need moments where we can get, like, a stand-in for him because he, he can't do everything. Right. Yeah, that moment where the stunt double comes in and mm-hmm. does that front push, it's like that jumping double kick. It's a shame yep. because you can see that the stuntman was going to kick the guy, like, at the top of, on the top of his head while he's mm-hmm. doing the backflip, but then it cuts to the close-up and you see the you know the, the legs hit the face i wish it didn't cut because you can clearly see that was about to happen so yeah uh, it's just yeah it, it's just a shame but I, I get it because um as we've found out through many making ofs sometimes when you have close-ups of feet hitting somebody in the face it's not really a foot it is a hand with a shoe on it yes. so i'm guessing they probably did that <laughs> you know to kind of soften the blow on the actor yeah Right, right. Yeah, and obviously they can't really do that. If they did do that, I don't know, it'd be incredibly dangerous. <laughs> they probably stopped it right there or like it probably completely whiffed him. And, you know, we had we in, included the inserts of him getting hit with the fake the fake leg. Fake leg. Uh, yeah, and then that ends that, that fight with the this villain. And then, like I said before, the final fight is between Samo and the mister <laughs> uh, played by Ha Huang. Uh, and yeah, like I said, like it's very unassuming looking dude. I didn't think he was a martial artist because it's clearly him doing all the fighting, uh, unless they have a stand-in and you know. But like, I'm pretty sure that's that's all him, uh, like doing all those poses and doing all that like advanced choreography with the his his Chinese broadsword. 
uh, versus Samo, who now is possessed by the war god or the water god. I forget. I think it's it the war god. The war god, who is a woman. Not that it matters, but it threw me off that Samo was like, you know, suddenly had a feminine voice. So was that was actually one of the things I wanted to bring up is that I actually thought it was really impressive that he was able to change his demeanor as he was pulling off this choreography i totally bought that he was now supposed to be a woman his uh his stance his movements his like even his facial expressions like he was committing to the fact that he was possessed by uh, by a female and i was like oh that that's really cool actually it's not something you see so often a man being possessed by a woman and it's still coming across that way so I, i give him props for that like i like that he's I don't want to say stiff, like it, it looks like he's arching his back, trying to look a little more feminine. And even though physically he doesn't look that way, I think he is getting those movements across really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the weapon that he has of choice is this, uh, the, the Chinese, uh, not bow staff, uh, the, the spear, yep. the spear at the end of a, like a long staff, um, a bamboo staff. And it's a very iconic, uh, iconic weapon. It, it I, I don't know if they needed to make him a girl for any particular reason, um, but whatever, it, it it still works. You know. Well, I, you I, know what it you know what it is. I think it goes back to the fact that he's wearing that you know that kind of tank top, that red tank top. Maybe they were just you know funneling it down to the uh, visual, like oh he's got the tank top, he looked like a woman. Right. Now he's possessed by the woman. It's like you know they're just kind of compounding it on top of each other. Right, right, right. You know I will say. Uh, let's just put all that aside the, the fight choreography here is probably as dancey as it gets <laughs> uh it, it was because like it's a weapons fight right and it's like it this feels more like a traditional shaw era kind of fight it never feels like there's any sort of eminent threat it just feels like uh, you know they, they're 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 taking turns like they're like okay now now it's this feels more metronomy than any other fight in the, the whole movie in my opinion but like even more so than the zombie fight much earlier, like earlier on. But here it just feels more like the like the Shaw kind of like, uh, you know, like your turn, my turn thing. Uh, but obviously a little bit faster, but still like it, it has that more of that kind of feel, in my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to say that, too. I think what I really liked about this fight, though, is the speed. You can definitely tell they're doing their moves just a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And in addition to what I was mentioning earlier, at least after long bouts of choreography, you get that big hit and you get the wide where mm-hmm. you can see the person like landing in slow motion. Usually it's Sammo Hung. Yep. So we know, okay, that portion of the fight is now done. Now yep. we're moving on to the next part. Right, right. The way that the, the certain moments where the villainous character gets the upper hand, I just didn't buy. Or like, so in a slow mo shot, uh, he does a certain swipe and you see the tail end of the. There's like a basically a attachment to the end of the hilt of the sword, and it yeah. swipes Samo in the face. I could I had to rewind that like two or three times to like really capture what that was. Right, because there's no way the tail of that sword would have enough power to launch him that far. Yeah, I thought they were implying that his swipe, the the swipe of his blade, hit him out. Yep. But when you upon closer inspection, you see. Oh, that is the tail. Yeah, it's just a tassel. And there's, there, yeah, it's a tassel. There's no way that would send him flying. Uh, you're right, right, right. Yeah, and and also your favorite thing, it breaks the 180 rule. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like cause it actually threw me off a little bit too. I was like, oh wait, he was flying to the right. Now he's flying to the left. 
um mm-hmm. eh, whatever and uh yeah so as the move as the fight goes on there's really not much left uh, the spirit leaves him right because he's actually on the losing end after he gets swiped uh, with the sword and the chest and uh now i feel like samuel kind of just unfortunately wins by pure luck but not by luck but like almost like cheating the uh fat chung decides to uh attack fat chung of oh, not fat chung uh, attack the mister's uh, uh foot right so he he, he uh well th- i mean this isn't really cheating this actually is a story element that comes back from the beginning mm-hmm. so i guess you could say that at least I mean, he wrote it in a way for this element to come back. So I don't want to say it was cheating. It was more like... How, how about anticlimactic? Hmm. <laughs> I want Salmon to win fair You want him to win by skill. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I was fine with the fact that he didn't win by skill. He won because of what he had from the beginning of the movie. Because at least they they this is a plot point that they kept in mind so the fact that it comes back in the end i was like okay cool that's i'm okay right 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 um well i don't know uh i I don't like that it just kind of ends with samo uh he wins by acknowledging that his opponent is now uh, like sorely disabled in one foot right his leg literally his foot just explodes into erupts into blood and then yeah like the spirit leaves him too so he's like he's hobbling and he's begging for his life, and Samuel just stabs the shit out of him. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> well, you and I were both like, we're like, what? When we first saw it. Well, I guess we weren't. We really weren't expecting it. I guess. Well, the guy was pleading that. for his life, and yes, he is a he is an asshole for being you know the adulterer. Well, not the the other man, and like and you know he's basically setting up this whole movie, but he's pleading for his life and. Samo just like without even any hesitation just kills him without any sort of remorse. I'm like that's not a heroic heroic thing to do. It is not. <laughs> but considering how this movie ends, I think it correctly falls in line with his character at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. He's kind of tainted, I guess. Hey, let's not lo- let's not uh, lose sight of the great stunt that we have at the end of the movie. Oh man. It is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the setup for it, I don't know if we need to spoil that. We'll, we'll just jump ahead to the fact that, uh, dude, uh, I don't think it's actually, uh, uh, Long Chan, who's actually, uh, lit on fire on top of the altar. <laughs> this altar, it looks like it's probably, like, two stories, two or three stories mm-hmm. up, and he is just burning in slow motion. Yeah. The altar falls down, nearly missing Samo, yep. which is another great I, I wish you had a, uh, a close-up of that. I really do. Because, like, you can clearly tell in another shot that, you know, they, they, they filmed it in different angles. And they even yeah. have that, like, that, that ground-level angle um, of mm-hmm. Samo, uh, you know, like, there. And you can, but instead, you get the, in the theatrical cut, you see the, the brief falling close to Samo, but from, like, a wide... Uh, overhead shot i wish we had that ground level shot of that thing just barely missing him like like much closer yeah because you can say like if you squint hard enough you can see how close that is to to hitting him oh yeah it nearly misses him that is a great moment mm-hmm. um fuck what was i gonna Sorry. say <laughs> uh yeah this, this this whole this whole this whole section is weird because 
it gets the music gets extremely dramatic and uh the, the strings start swelling it almost feels like they want you to sympathize with this guy who's on fire and i sympathize with the stuntman in terms of the story i don't sympathize <laughs> with anybody but then it just kind of plays for a gag you know as the master falls off his altar and then and then we have one of the most shocking endings i've wait, seen wait wait i Thus Let far, me, but I don't want to. Yeah, no, I, I, well, I want to talk about it a little bit without spoiling it. Uh, sure, sure. That I don't know if this is a, a, a continuity error. You can see the villain that he, the first mini boss that uh, that Samo fought, the one who was using the rings. Uh, he, at the end of that fight, it's implied that he died, right? I forgot. I mean, like he, <laughs> I don't he's like he was like coughing up blood. In this shot where you see, uh, you know, like the guy being lit on fire and falling off the altar, you see that same actor running away from the fire. I don't know if that's a continuity error. He's just like, he just gets up and he's like, oh shit, I don't want to be in this. And so I guess he rose from the dead just so he could avoid the fire. Oh, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll give it that. It's yeah. fine. Uh, the, one thing that's shocking is what happens to Fat Chung because uh, I think it's kind of like unfitting that what happens to him <laughs> what do you well mean? i mean he doesn't make it to the end of the movie spoilers uh he also he also dies and but it's like almost semi-comedic that he dies yeah that was, I was like a, what why it's weird. like it, it doesn't feel like it fits him uh, it fits his fate at all and then uh yeah like you said before Samo does like the most shocking thing to end the movie and it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh man if well, maybe I'm just I'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit. If the movie didn't have that ending and that stunt, I I think I would have completely forgotten everything about this film. Yeah, I think this is an era of Samo really hating women. I, like <laughs> I, I I swear to God, because there's a, a period of time where he just he just made back to back movies where the women were the worst things on the planet, and mm -hmm. here it was like cathartic for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's uh it's a hell of a way to end a movie uh, uh with the whole yep. all the uh hatred of women and the beheading of chickens uh it's weird that i i i also kind of found this movie weirdly entertaining <laughs> and i think you and i are gonna have split opinions on this oh, yeah. yeah uh <laughs> i'll start uh, and we can sure. end on the negative opinion <laughs> Sure, right. sure. Uh, yeah, we chose this because we wanted something horror-related, something martial arts-related, uh, and tying the two together. This is obviously one of the more known poster childs for that meshing of genres, supposedly being the first. So we have to cover it anyways, right? Uh, it is a little sparse on the martial arts at first, but at, on a closer inspection, there actually is enough martial arts where I still call this a martial arts movie. So at least there's that. Uh, I think that the cultural element stuff is actually interesting. Um, I don't know if there's a bias because I am Chinese, <laughs> there, there might be a little <laughs> bit of that too. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like, but I completely acknowledge the fact that some of it might be lost in someone who isn't as familiar with it. And I don't consider myself very uh, proficient with this stuff. Uh, but I thought it was like, it's fascinating in a certain way. I think that the action itself is also fascinating because it's it's in that time period that time capsule of bridging the gap between old and new and i i appreciate it for that it's like it's it's it has that old metronomy feel 
but also it's modernizing it with the current style of uh, fight choreography. So I like it for that. Um, the story is just okay, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. I think that the comedy aspect like elevates it a little bit, but I don't think it's. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't think it's anything to write home about. Yeah, you know, I don't. I wouldn't be like, oh, you need to check out this movie. It's so hilarious. And I don't think the horror is anything spectacular either. But I think that this movie's a good cheesy horror movie uh, to to put on if you want some action in there as well. It's no Evil Dead. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, th- I, I generally just, I would just generally recommend the movie. It's not a, the greatest martial arts movie, but it's you know it's. If you just want a cheesy movie to just put on just to check it out, I'd say like you should probably just see it at least once. The fights themselves, I don't recommend watching by themselves. They are very heavily contextual with the story, uh, at least uh, the way I see it. And um, yeah, this is a light recommend for me. Not a like not a not like oh you need to see this, but yeah like like if you if you're curious, that's enough reason to go check it out. Yeah. As for Spooktober. Ooh. <laughs> All right, zero. Uh, <laughs> tell me why okay. I'm wrong. Um, I mean, I, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you on a, a lot of those points. I, I think this is just like a personal preference. Preference. Uh, a lot of the comedy did not. Oh, it didn't hit for me, me at all maybe, either. <laughs> maybe because it's, maybe it's just cultural. Maybe it's not uh, my my flavor of comedy. But I was, uh, yeah, I was kind of bored rewatching this. Because I completely forgot it, everything the first time we watched it. So I think that's not the best sign of a movie yeah, being entertaining right. for me. But the fact that the movie ends on this gigantic exclamation point of an insane fire stunt and the, you know, the um, closing credit card with this, you know, very, very shocking image I think it. I think you kind of got to give it a watch just for that, and the fact that this is one of the first considered to be uh, horror and martial arts mashups. So, like, I, I kind of give it that respect. But personally, like, I just I can't really right. get into this one. I think there's just too many things that are swaying on the like, like the negative. Like, I respect uh, the fight choreography, and I you know I did say some nice things about it in certain aspects. But yeah, like. Uh, yeah, this this is tough to recommend. I think if you're curious, if you're curious like we were about a horror martial arts themed movie, I think this is definitely one of the ones to go to and check out. I mean, you might like it, uh, especially because the ending is so shocking. You're just like, whoa, what the hell did I just <laughs> ending. see? But yeah, the the ending is pretty shocking. But uh, for a martial arts film or just like a film in general, like it's mm, a really right. tough sell. So. I think that's where your opinion and I differ uh, at the that that last statement. But for yeah. the most part, I'd say you know, like we basically agree on things. Although somehow we still land on different consensuses. <laughs> but whatever. Right. So yeah, I mean, I kind of enjoyed watching. You know, I mean, I always enjoy watching films with you because we're just <laughs> kind of drinking and like you know talk, talking over it. I, I so the thing is for me. I don't think I really would hmm, watch okay. this ever again. I, you know, I, this actually might turn into one of my Halloween staples in a weird way. Like it's, it's, it's just enough where I'm like, wow, this is interesting. I, I might do this like as an annual thing, just to leave it on. Uh, kind of like those, mm-hmm. those, uh, you know, like holiday movies you just have on in the background. Um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate it enough to that you know it's at, being added on that list for me. 
Um, yeah, so that's that's Encounters of the Spooky Kind, which has no relations or even any homage to Encounters of the Third Kind. So I don't know why it's called that. In uh, in Chinese, the the title is the Guai Da Guai, which translates to Ghost Hitting Killing Ghost. So I guess that doesn't have as much of a ring. <laughs> oh my God, was Samo a ghost that whole time? Were we oh, missing God. something? Don't, don't think too deep in this. <laughs> Man, I, I'm just glad we covered this and we didn't cover, uh, we're not going to cover, uh, what is that, Blood Hunters, Rise of the Hybrids, oh which is the other movie we decided to watch. I. Oh man, I I had so much fun watching that after this. I think that's why I forgot everything about this movie cuz that cuz Blood Hunters was so <laughs> dumb. But it was it I I think I could safely say it was so bad it was Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely say that. Maybe we should talk about yeah. that one day. Yeah.